podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. I'm Paul Doolan, joined on the phone this week by Dave Watson. Hello, Dave. Hello, Paul. How, How are you, you doing? doing? Uh, you go oh, first. Look at us. Uh, yeah, I'm all right. I'm looking forward to Christmas. Christmas lunch at work tomorrow, so we've got to go in Ooh. in Christmas jumpers because fun isn't fun unless it's forced. Yeah, I swear you used to be able to have fun without jumpers. Now, <laughs> it's, now it's the first thing. Oh, it's, just... it's not just enforced fun, it's enforced knitwear. <laughs> you don't want to be... Like, at parties and things like that, you're quite hot anyway. Why had it? Why is it? Chuck a dressing gown on as well. Have a real sweat. A bobble hat. It's not even like going out for drinks. It's little at at like noon. We're going down to the big canteen thing that they've got at the office, and we're going to sit round and have a Christmas dinner together. Now, I'm having Christmas dinner with my wife. I'm having Christmas dinner with her sisters and her. Oh, is her boyfriend still coming? Yeah. I want and, regular updates on this. <laughs> so, like, having, having Christmas dinner with my wife, brilliant, love it. Two sisters, sister-in-laws, yeah, good, good laugh, that's fine. Him, not a fan of. Now I've got to have Christmas dinner with a bunch of pricks that I work with. Like, why can't it just be, I don't know, oh. you and me at the curry house. I would be oh, well up for that. Well, yeah. I'll tell you the Christmas party season is well and truly underway in London. <laughs> My journey here to the studio where we record this, I saw a man leaning against one of the oyster machines at the station, just (laughs) incapable of moving. (laughs) He looked like one of his legs was strapped to it, so he kept moving one to start walking, and then was like, oh, no, I'm not ready, moving it back. (laughs) He's just like making small concentric circles. This is like half seven. I have to admit to, uh, after a Christmas do, I fell asleep on the circle line and woke up one stop before like my stop, which is great, but I had done a circuit. Oh. So I'd fallen asleep for like an hour. <laughs> That's the right line to fall asleep on. Oh, God. I imagine? also yeah. saw on the walk here the pinkest pile of vomit I've ever seen. <laughs> now that red wine, isn't it? Wow, it was pinker than that. Mm. I think red wine, strawberry laces, and beetroot. <laughs> now, I said, I said to Castle. you before we started recording, it's going to have to be a quick one because we've been double yeah. booked and we're we're holding yeah. West Ham up, and no one wants to do well, that. No. They're, they're a bigger club than us now. <laughs> <laughs> Are so, they in earshot? Is that why you're being nice? No, they're not. Uh, Dildo Twins. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Since we last spoke, we've had two games. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the first one. Everton won, Newcastle won. Yeah, great result. Quite a tidy away win. Draw. Well, as good as a win. You know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll let you have that. I wasn't referring to that game. No, no. Quite a tidy away win in general. Is what that felt like. If you can't read between the lines, Dave, what hope is there for this? <laughs> no, I thought it was um, it was a good performance. It was it was good to see that we um, we reverted to the same formation that we tried against Burnley. Yeah, and um, that uh, that bore fruit. You know, five at the back um, and kind of like a midfield four. I don't know. It's different. You know, it's complex. What yeah. was in, what was 
shocking for, for a lot of people was that Perez and Kennedy were both dropped and in came um, Atsu and, and Murphy. And I think they both had decent games. Yeah. I think Murphy got the assist for the Rondon goal which, mm. and was then, we'll talk about him being dropped for the next game in a minute. Yeah. But yeah, it seemed to pay off. That I think we needed their energy. I think Atu, Atu certainly had a good number of opportunities that, you know, perhaps if he'd been playing more often, he was a bit sharper, um, he might have put them away and we might have nicked the win. But um, Yeah, I mean, Atsu still looked far beyond the level he has any game for the last year, I would say. Mm. So that's, it's quite encouraging. It does make you feel there's a little bit more depth now if Kennedy's out. Well, I, th- I think it's good because it... At the very least, it should um, remind Kennedy that his um, his his position isn't isn't concrete. You know, it's, it's not like Rondon. It's yeah, we've got options, like you say, and Murphy playing on that left hand side. I thought he had a good game. He he wasn't he wasn't terrifically involved, but again, that's about match sharpness. It's about how comfortable the rest of the team are with him and know where to pick him up and stuff like that compared to say. Perez, who's been playing every fucking game. Yeah. So no, it was good. It was good rotation from from Benitez. Um, I'm sure he'll be delighted to hear that he's got my praise. But yeah, I I liked it. I That's did. an early Christmas present for him. I think it's yeah. really deserved. <laughs> yeah, I think neither of us saw us getting anything from this game. So that was a nice no. bonus, which makes the the Wolves game on Sunday all that more galling. Really, it was Newcastle one, Wolves two. Yeah, it's there's a lot to discuss in this game, but overall, I think we deserved at least a point. Oh, definitely. We seemed definitely more in control when we had ten men. It was, it was oh, I don't know where to start with it. Let's start with the defence. Well, we looked pretty shaky all game, I would say, considering we were back to that back five as well. Yeah. Um, I thought Lascelles had a really poor game, not yeah. just in his... I mean, I, I think you can blame him for... Um, I think you can pretty much blame him for both goals, yeah. but um, it just his overall game, he, he wasn't he wasn't commanding the back line as he has done before. He, he was... Um, his passes were going astray. His um, he, he looks was, too muscular to be a footballer. This is my worry about him. I think he's bulked up too much. You think? He just he, he looks like an American footballer, as in a player of American football, not an American football player. Soccer player. Yeah. No. Um, no, I, I think... He, perhaps, again, it's sharpness. Uh, perhaps it was sharpness, and he, just, he wasn't up for starting a game, but he just yeah. he didn't look great. I think we've looked a lot stronger with Fernandez and Shaw. Yeah. Um, and obviously Shaw was missing from this game because of suspension. Yeah, think, no, Fernandez I... didn't look particularly solid either compared to recent games where he's been a bit of a rock. But yeah. I think we were missing Cher and his passing ability. Yeah. Lascelles wasn't playing in the centre of a back three either. He was playing on the right-hand side and he just... Yeah, which is he was not positionally... Out. Well, I think Rafa trusts Fernandez more than him. Yeah, but if you've got if you've got a player that you know can do a job in the centre of a midfield of a defensive three or is like the leader of a two, 
then I would have I would prefer to play Lascelles in that central central defensive position mm. and have Fernandez and, and Clark either side of him, Fernandez and Shaw either side of him, just because it's easy. I, I personally think it's easier for him to dictate when they step up yeah. to give those commands from that central position. And also, he's quick, he's strong, and um, a defend like a an a centre forward more likely to be operative. Like he can pick up that centre centre forward from that central position and the other two can just operate as a as a back two. Yeah. So I sticking him on one flank or the other, because he hasn't got great passing, certainly I think when it's a back three, it's not really a flank. He's still effectively a centre back. But if, if he looked uncomfortable on the right of a back three, someone who looked much more uncomfortable on the right of a back three was DeAndre Yedlin. Oh, who was yeah. switched there after Fernandez, Fernandez. went off. Yeah. Fernandez went off in the like um, forty six minutes. Like, yeah, just in, yeah. Um, I do think you, you have to say we've said it a few times recently. Does Rafa have to take a bit of blame for that change when you've got Paul Dummett who can play as a centre back on the bench? You, you never felt that was going to work out of Yedlin playing as one of a back three. No, it, it didn't take long for him to prove that. No, I, yeah, I, I, it's difficult for me to, to to second guess because I, yeah, like like you're saying, I personally would have much preferred to to see Dummett slot in at, at left at left side of that three mm. move either Clark to the to the centre and Lascelles keep him on the right hand side, um, or even switch that, to a back four. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be honest, we could have he could have switched to a back four, like you say, just by replacing him with Domit, or even if it was Mankio playing him yeah. at left back and, and even if it's a four four one one or something that yeah, I yeah, I think he has to take a little bit of criticism for that. However, that does not um forgive Yedlin for his mistake. Yeah, Yedlin has to that, make more has to take more criticism. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. We haven't talked about the goal, um, our our equaliser, because that was fucking beautiful. It was, yeah. it was a it was an incredible free kick from Rondon, which absolutely deserved to to you know explode the back. Of that the was net. one of those ones I was certain that must have gone over the line. You know, you wait, yeah. you're just watching the referee's wrist, waiting for him to <laughs> point to his watch. <laughs> And then, um, but you knew it he, wasn't because it was Mike Dean as well. And if it had been, uh, he would have, yeah. would have been theatrics. Oh, we'll get on to that prick. Yeah. So, um, and then obviously Rondo crosses in. There's something about a centre forward who is good in the air, you know, like a Carroll, Shearer back in the day, even Ferdinand. They know how to deliver. Yeah. A, a, a Shearer cross. was always one for that. He had whenever Shearer found himself out on the right wing, would just play perfect. Perfect oh, crosses in. Just a thing of beauty to see that man cross the ball. But Rondon, absolutely, what what a delivery. Yeah. And credit has to go to Perez because he need, he needed to get a touch on it because it was going to keep curling away. So that that um that little flick that he put on, and he's done it a few times where it's just... There was it, that one from the key free kick, I can't remember who it was against, where yeah. Perez got in front of everyone and just flicked it on. Yeah, love, lovely finish. But 
And Perez was very just like headline. He was he was he had a decent game. He was you know, man he had of the match. Yeah, um, I think he. It's was, a shame the fans hate him. I know he, he keeps doing that um, celebration where he cups his ears or puts his fingers in his ears as if to say I'm blocking out the haters or whatever. Uh, I, I think it's. It is, but it's not going to endear him to the fans who've already made up their mind. Because you know my position on him. I think he does a, he does a good job to the best of his ability. It's just that he hasn't got the ability. And his job would be made easier with better midfielders around him and a better striker in front of him. Um, I just don't think he's that level. You know, he's good to bring on, um, but he's not He's not Premier League. You know, I think he's Premier, Premier League. league. Quality. I, I think, he's I think the problem is he's he never gets out of the limelight because we've got no backup for him. Yeah, and he makes yeah, yeah. he makes the same mistake all the time. Yeah, I mean we've said it before. It's his decision making and his ability to to get a lay of the land, on, on, you know, to know where players are. Because he, he, he it, is it that he doesn't have the technical ability to find the players, or is it that just he just doesn't know where they are? I, I don't know which one it is, but one thing I he think... can do, which I never thought he had in his locker, is take an elbow to the middle of the face. Fuck me. Summer plum. I've... So let's talk that incident through because it was. Do you want to do Yedlin first, and then? Oh yeah, let's go back to Yedlin then. Yeah, let's just sew this up. So I've seen a few people saying it's not a red card. Alan Shearer says it's not a red card because Lascelles could get over to cover. I think that was. I think that's I think it was red. Yeah, because it, it was odd hearing Benitez after the game saying because of that decision we need VAR or we need bar as he was saying. <laughs> I needed the bar after that. Yeah. I can tell you. Uh, I think that was. I don't think that was a decision that Mike Dean would have overturned had he seen it again. No. I don't think that's a decision that most referees would overturn if they saw it again. I think I Mike think... Dean. The problem with him, if we did have VAR, is he'd just watch himself over and over again. <laughs> the game, you'd have to have about half an hour extra time. Mm. I think that just just to um, like bullet point it. I think um, even if Lascelles could have got across to apply pressure. I don't think it would have been in time to stop the yeah. shot. And the, the point is, has he stopped a goal-scoring opportunity by taking them out? Yes. yes. Was he fouled in the in the build-up? Arguably, but not enough to knock him down. I yeah, think if he, he just if he'd taken have been a tumble, in that position. Yeah. And also, what's he doing pulling him back? Yeah. DeAndre Yedlin is one of the fastest players in the Premier League. He doesn't have to pull him back. Just keep pace with him, get on the other side of him and just force him a little bit wide just yeah. by being there. It was a stupid mistake and it was a deserved red card. It's concerning because he's going to you'll miss the next game um, and we don't have... Like, he's We've got Javier Manquillo. We'll be fine. Fucking hell. One of the best right-backs um, in Europe. I think, yeah, <laughs> I think the only argument where you could say he's covering would be if you switched Yedlin and Lascelles in that incident, then there'd be more of a case for there is cover there. But Lascelles doesn't move that quickly. No, and Lascelles was on a man anyway. So if he'd gone to, if it had been the other way around and Yedlin was um, coming across, then Jota could have squared the ball across to the other. Mm. But anyway, that's just hypotheticals. The, the The big issue for me is the Perez headbutting that poor Bolly's um, elbow? Yeah, 
It is the clearest penalty. It was insane. I could not believe it wasn't given. Like, I've watched it God knows how many times. It's a penalty in a red card all day. Yeah. He doesn't, he's not watching the ball. His eyes are on Perez. The elbow comes out and it's not in a natural position. He's not jumping and it's not, you know, both arms aren't up. Because if he was doing that and trying to get a bit of a lift, then there's an argument. But it's not. It's one arm. It's up. It's in his face. No no attempt to get the ball whatsoever. What was insane was the sky sky commentator seemed to be making out it was completely normal. And for a minute, I was like, well, maybe... Maybe I'm just seeing something wrong. You have to keep rewatching it. You think, no, he has he has fully elbowed him in the face. Deliberately. Yeah. Do you know it's been hundred and forty five Premier League games since Newcastle United have had uh uh seen the other side get a red card. Jeez. And he, and and even then in that game, I'm fairly certain in that game we also had a man sent off. Uh so it's not even we've had... I, I have no idea how long it's been since we've We don't get many. Treat. I just remember the Stoke... Was it Boxing Day one where they got two sent off? I think it was. And, and Mark Hughes sent from the stands. Nice. Sent to the stands. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, it, again, it, it's not a conspiracy. There's not a... I think you're a, right. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> but there, there, there is definitely something amiss... I don't know whether it's the the pressure from the fans when when we call for it. Do the referees think? Oh, it's just the Newcastle fans trying to get something for their side because they're behind. I don't know, but or is, has it, to... is it George Soros? I hear what you say. <laughs> it is the Food fucking Illuminati. It's incredible. Like if because if we if we'd got that um, the penalty and and you know if we put it away they. They'd be a man down. Um, I, I would have fancied us to to go on to win the game. Yeah, I, think, I mean, even I mean, even with ten men, we even were, at one we were or ten time. men, I think yeah, we looked the ones in control. And I yeah. I wasn't really worried that we weren't going to hold on. Cause you just think the Everton game in midweek, much mm. harder situation to hold on in, and our defensive shape is normally very good in those situations, which made their winner so much more surprising it was really naive I think from the whole team you know, mm-hmm. over committing going forward in the fourth minute of injury time when you're down to ten men had about yeah, four or five players up and then nobody putting a tackle in yeah Kennedy was just jogging back and he'd only been on the pitch for about ten minutes I think ten I think very he, tiring minutes though <laughs> I think he needs to sit out and not not be involved in the, the match squad uh, give Atu a run of a few games or Murphy or yeah. rotate them and I think Benitez needs to haul them over the coals or it's so odd though because you think not that long ago who was it we were playing where he made that sort of 90 yard run back from their yeah. Yeah, all the way back to, for a last ditch saving tackle I, it wasn't Southampton was it I'm not sure but there seems to be a level of inconsistency to Kennedy this season that wasn't there last year yeah, and just when you think, all oh, right, he's just lazy. Next game, he'll put in an amazing performance and defend like his life's on the line. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. It really is. Um, I mean, one one option could be just to, if the option is there, is to get rid of him in in January. Just he's still just, probably our best winger, though. Uh, well, but 
if he's not performing, he's got the skill, but he hasn't scored a goal. And I can't, I can think of one, one assist that he's made. I can't mm. think of, you know, it was the, it was he's a, the, he's a threat going forward. I would say he sort of seems to perform one game out of every two, which for a Newcastle player at the moment, isn't the worst ratio. <laughs> Compare him to sort of Hustle, who's got a, a one in eight sort of, that was depressing. When Rondon came off and Hosselu came on, you just thought, that ball's not sticking up top anymore. We're going to be really yeah. under the cosh here. But again, I don't, so, think, I don't think that's a Rafa mistake or anything. That's just how just poor what he's our options work with. are from the bench. So I, I said it before, like, I, I wouldn't have been averse to us bringing on, um, taking off a striker and bringing on a, a... Because at that stage of the game, I know we were in the ascendancy, but we weren't actually making that many clear-cut opportunities. When it got to the stage where Rondon's dead on his ass, then take him off, bring on a midfielder, tell the wingers and the, the attacking midfielder, whoever's still on the pitch, right, your job. Um, we're not going to be kicking it um, for, for Rondon. We're going to be trying to find the holes in behind and you're going to have to run into those channels and chase, you know, chase dead and lost causes do that job it's going to suck for 10 minutes but if you do it and do it well A you might cause one of their defenders to, to fuck up and then you'll you know you've got to run on goal at the very least it just releases the pressure a bit and yeah because kicking to Rondon uh, kicking to Hosloo sorry like you say it doesn't stick and you've the ball's coming back and he's not he's not Craig Bellamy he's not going to r- chase down Lost causes, yeah. one secret. You know, he's not. He doesn't really player. offer anything from that. I think we need no. to move on from that. We've pretty much yep. got to wrap this up now. So let's just look ahead to the next game. This Saturday, we're away at Huddersfield. Yeah, Huddersfield, um, who are currently where are they? I think they're about seventeenth. No, we'll put it this way: um, Cardiff and Huddersfield are the two shittest sides in the Premier League in terms of quality of player. Um, that sounds think, like a challenge we have to accept. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're, they're, they're eighth, 17th. They're 18th, 18th sorry. The yeah, they're points. 18th at the minute. Um, they haven't won in three games. Uh, three losses on the bounce, in fact. Um, they're not scoring goals. They, uh, no team has scored fewer goals than, than Huddersfield. Um, they're conceding as well, which is not what you want. Um, I would say I the fact we're better away from home at the moment than at home. I didn't realise we'd lost seven of our nine home games, which is insane. You'd probably yeah. rather be on the road at the minute. I think well, let's just all... go let's go straight to predictions. Yeah. What are you thinking? About the um, game, not, gen- not about life. <laughs> or I'd say that we're going to win and it'll be 1-0. I think that's not a bad shout. I think 2-0. I'm going optimistic. Ooh. Well, normally it seems to be the pattern this season. We think we're in a crisis, and then we put in a decent performance. Yeah, like lose three nil at home to West Ham, go away to Everton, get a draw. Yeah, lose yeah at home true. to Wolves, go away to Huddersfield, probably play quite well. Yeah, and we only need about a point a game for the rest of the season, and we should be fine. I think, like you were saying, the the teams below us, there we're only expecting them to get about thirty points at the most. See, you I know, think we should just try and win our next eight games and then we're pretty much there. Why don't we just do that? <laughs> oh, Get it done quicker. Why? It's like Christmas what, shopping. Get it all done early. Then you're not running around <laughs> at the end 
I'll, I'll bang out an email to Rafa Benitez and suggest that he tries to win the next day. I mean, so. he's made out to be this tactical genius. He's not even thought of that. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> right, we yeah. need to wrap it up because there's some passive-aggressive coat hanging going on outside the studio to let us know nice. they're still here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. Pleasure to I'll... talk to you, Dave. Yeah. As always. You take care. And we'll be, we'll be doing a pod next week, I think, won't we, as well? The last one of the year. Yeah. So, so do I'm, get in I'm... touch with your questions on Twitter. Anything you want us to review from the calendar year. Preferably yes, about please. Newcastle, but... Anything at anything all, Anything goes. Yeah. It's all better yeah. off. Yeah. Brilliant. Then, okay, See thanks very later. much, Dave. And thank you Cheers. to you, the Natta listener. Goodbye. Bye. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.